Welcome to Season 2 of Diversity Dialogue, Cub Edition Podcast, brought to you by the Office of Diversity and Inclusion at the University of Detroit Jesuit High School and Academy. I'm Dr. Denise Williams-Mallet, the Director of the Office of Diversity and Inclusion and Diversity Union Club Moderator. The Office of Diversity and Inclusion is so proud to offer programs that will help harness the ideas and voices of our young men to champion change. This podcast is designed to give voice to a generation that wants to transform the world. The student-led podcast offers a platform for fresh ideas, collaborations, and dialogue. Each episode will be hosted by the show's host, Diversity Union President, Jacob Manastra, Class of 2022. Jacob will give the leaders of our student organizations, our students, parents, and alumni an opportunity to address, explore, and voice their perspective on today's diversity, inclusion, and belonging topics during the podcast. I am so proud and excited to present to you the host of Diversity Dialogue, Cub Edition, University of Detroit Jesuits' very own Jacob Manastra. Good afternoon, Mr. Taylor. Welcome back to the podcast. Good afternoon, Jacob. Thank you so much for having me here. Glad to be back. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> uh, we messed up the recording for the first time, but won't get it wrong the second time. You only make mistakes once around here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the Jesuit way. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whatever I can do to be helpful. So. I appreciate it. So just to get started off, um, you know, what do you do? And also, it's been a bit so. What's been happening in the meantime since we last talked? Oh, man. You know, just life. Um, just life. You know, I uh, started a new job. Um, you know, I'm working on a re-election campaign for a statewide elected official. Uh, right. Dana Nessel was running for attorney general. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that for the last three, almost four months now. Wow. Um, so glad to be back in uh, politics. You know, it's my natural home. I've been doing that for yeah. about 16 years now. And um, very, uh, very important election. So um, I feel like I landed right where I'm supposed to be and having a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Um, doing some wedding planning, getting married next year. So trying to get a lot of the uh, lot little of stuff out of the way um, before uh, election season really gets yeah. too busy. That way I don't have a uh, crazy fiance mad at me. That's a good thing. And, uh, you know, just really trying to uh, tap back in with as many family and friends. Um, you know, since we last uh, recorded, you know, COVID has sort of subsided a little bit. It has. Masks are no off. Masks. People yeah. are out. Um, and, you know, there's a lot more stuff going on. So, oh, yeah. you know, just trying to uh, get caught up with life, I think, um, yeah. while, you know, still remaining cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, after the last two years, we can, you know, we got to keep our exactly. expectations well. You, you can have a big wedding or a... Uh, we're going to probably have less than 300 people, but, um, <laughs> you know, we started planning it during, uh, of course, the COVID time, yeah. so we, one, wanted to give ourselves enough time, and two, we are doing it outdoors. Um, you know, we'll have a nice big tent or whatever, but, right. you know, we wanted people to feel comfortable coming to celebrate with us, yeah. and we felt the best way to do that would probably be to, uh, you know, do it, one, when it's warm, yeah. two, somewhere outdoors, 
And um, here's a tip for all of you folks who come <laughs> across this down the road. Make sure you uh, look into private residences and uh, venues as well. You know, no rules are always a little better than uh, the places that, you know, you have to sign a waiver and, you know, you have a laundry list of rules oh, yeah. and all that kind of crazy stuff. Like, I know some places don't even allow you to throw confetti. So, you know, imagine what kind of party that is if you can't Not even a party. have balloons. Exactly. Not a party in my books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... I know we know each other fairly well by now, but for the audience, they don't know you at all. So, I guess just start with your experience at the Jazz, and then work your way up. You know, you went to Eastern, yes, and then you went to MSU for your masters, was it or uh, something like that? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 hey, I'm gonna give you an A plus for that. I can't believe you remembered all that. That's good hey, stuff. Hey, LinkedIn tells um, you a lot of things. <laughs> true, very true. I uh, so yeah, I'm born and raised here in Detroit. Uh, really, five minutes down the street, uh, out of driving Greenfield. Yeah. Um, Went to some small Catholic schools in the area, um, graduated from Our Lady of La Salette in Berkeley, Michigan, which was a small Catholic school. Came right down the street to you, a D Jesuit, um, against my choice? judgment <laughs> at the time. You know, I, I look back and I still, to this day, always give my mom credit because at no point in time did I ever <laughs> think I wanted to be here. Man. And most of the time that I was here, I didn't want to be here. <laughs> but the one thing you will always learn looking back on it is this is probably one of the best decisions either you made or your parents made for you. Yeah. And it may have took a little bit of time for me to realize that, but I honestly think that you know the education and the experience you get here is just unmatched mm -hmm. and you know it's one of the reasons why we you know want people to continue coming to the only major catholic school in the city of detroit <laughs> u of d jesuit high That's school sad. academy um <laughs> so after four wonderful years here hard years i'm not gonna lie and say it's not difficult you know it's uh, it's, it's worth it though that's amazing um, Went over to Eastern Michigan University. I wanted to stay close by. Uh, my family was still here. I had some younger sisters that were just uh, getting into middle school. And so um, that was a terrific experience. I did my undergraduate and graduate degrees there um, and got an MBA in HR management. Nice. And somehow ended up in politics. <laughs> um, one of my best friends, his older brother, was running for office. And, you know, I just so happened to be on my last semester of school and he asked me to come work on a campaign and you know it was, he was actually running for office where my mother and father grew up which yeah. was in Highland Park and so it was kind of like a return to home yeah. almost and so you know getting back out there and then I think the first time I knocked on a door and had a conversation with somebody I was hooked and uh, 16 really? years later almost I'm still here um, you know, I've worked in Lansing um, for the House of Representatives. I've worked in the nonprofit space. I've worked for the Michigan Democratic Party. Um, most recently, I was a deputy director for the 2018 campaign. Right. Um, that was a terrific experience and uh, went over to lobbying for a little while. And here I am right back on the campaign side uh, working for uh, Dana Nessel as our field director. So, you didn't like lobbying that um, much or...? It is uh, difficult in the current environment, I would say. Um, you know, there's not a lot of uh, things getting done, unfortunately, in Lansing. I think nope. most of us, you know, in the communities can feel that. Um, the last legislative cycle, they set the record for the least amount of public acts signed into law. And wow. this legislative session is probably going to beat that record. So, um, you know, there's not a lot of coordination um, you know I think the buzz term is usually bipartisanship but yeah. you know the, honestly there's just not a lot of common sense um, in the legislature right now and um, we have our work cut out for us you know to 
really get things done for the people of the state of Michigan. It used to be common sense, though. I think so. I, I definitely. So what think happened so. to it? Uh, money. <laughs> money is a, money. is a powerful motivator, and um, you know I think. You know, you have a lot of corporate interests who don't necessarily want to see certain things change. Um, you have a lot of interests that necessarily don't want to see things change. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, whether it be here in Michigan or across, across the country, you're seeing a lot of that friction. And, you know, there's a lot of tension and people want to see something change. Yeah. And, you know, I think that is that's a good pushback. You know, we have. You know, that's the only time things actually change, I think, for the better is when the people, you know, come together and demand that change. And, you know, we're we're seeing a lot of things happening right now, and uh, it'll be interesting to see where things go. Yeah, what what do you want to see change? A lot. I really do. I want to see a lot change. Um, I am glad that there are more, um, there's more diversity in uh, government and elected officials now. You have more women running for office. You have more people of color. You have just such diversity that I think ultimately we were bound to run into a situation where folks can't always agree on things. Mm. Now, what we have to do is figure out how to get some small wins. You know, Mm. I think we all want... um, things to change for the better of course Mm -hmm. well not everybody let me be honest there's definitely some people who are not on that path Um, but for those of us who do want to see things change for the better you know I think it's frustrating but um, people are learning how the system works and Mm -hmm. they're finding ways to maneuver around it and you know whether that be for better or for worse um, it's different you know we are all uh, just trying to adjust and adapt I think yeah yeah so how how have you? What about you? Wait, wait, actually, let me. I, I'm gonna turn the tables <laughs> oh, real what? quick and throw a question. What about you? What would you like to see change? <laughs> oh man, that's. I mean, I could use your answer and say a lot too. Um, <laughs> One thing I left out is student loan debt, but that's we'll leave that for another conversation. I'm glad that's not my problem yet. <laughs> yet it's gonna be my problem soon though. Um, what do I want to see change? Where do I start? Yeah, he wasn't ready for a question. I mean. No, you can, I want, you can think on that. One. You can think on that. No, I, I think <laughs> I think I want to. Might sound a bit extreme, but I want I want to see the systems redone. I want to I want a clean slate because I think at this point you can't. It's, it's broken beyond repair in my view. I know it's going to be tough. I know it's going to be a lot of friction, a lot of pushing back on it. But I think that's what America needs. I think they need to hit the reset button, the restart button on the computer. You know, I think at this point. There's, it's it's too divided for us to somehow come together. I think there's a few scenarios, like look at Ukraine. I think that there are, there is some bipartisanship in that, where mm-hmm. party lines have been thrown out the window and we come together. But we can't rely on those things all the time. We should right. be bipartisan with the big and the small moments and when nothing's happening. So I think I think that's the big thing for me. It starts with starts with redoing the entire thing. I cannot agree with you more. I definitely think that we should not only come together in times of war. Um, And, you know, I think a lot of people for at least the last few decades have been, you know, crying for change. And, you know, I, I, I see exactly what you mean just in terms of, you know, a lot of the systems in place that we're trying to fix or constantly fixing are like 1930s, 40s, 50s systems. And so, you know, you think back to the technology now versus the technology then. Hell, we didn't even have computers for the most part then. So, you know, we are probably far along in our developed society that we can look at things and, like you said, 
redesign them from the ground up so yeah. that they work for everybody and yeah. not just you know the ones that they were initially designed for. Exactly, exactly. My bad. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, like that. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's. He's a good sport. He's a good sport. Yeah, I try to be. I try to be. So, uh, how? So, I guess my next question: You you've worked for a lot of people. You've done a lot of things for other people. Do you ever want to be that person? You want to be like the the person who's the campaigns are being run for. You want to be a. You know, I all I never saw myself as that initially. You know, I always you know wanted to learn as much as I could about the process, the systems. You know, I I didn't study government and politics in mm-hmm. college and you know most of what I'm relying on is you know just experience or yeah. you know US history and things that I learned here at uh, the Jazz yeah. that's a new one for me I like that though jazz, um, yeah. so you know I, I really wanted to immerse myself in figuring out how all of this worked before I was like that you know confident to be like <laughs> hey you know I'm gonna run for office and everybody <laughs> needs to you know vote for me um, but I do understand that you don't need to know everything to run for office but that is just not the way that I approach things you know I wanted to figure out from the inside from the outside and of course you know I think just kind of being a a citizen and a resident I knew enough about you know what that aspect was like so um in the last let's say 10 or 15 years or so I went from you know I'll probably never run for office to you know let me get my ducks in a row. Um, you know, I want to make sure I have my family life and all that wonderful stuff together before I uh, went down that road. You yeah. know, I'm catching up, yeah. and it is not something I've ever ruled out. But I think more and more now, um, it is in the back of my mind that you know, instead of one either working with or working for you know the folks that I want to see lead, <laughs> at some point I'm probably just going to have to step out there myself um, because. You know, we, we we have to put our money where our mouth is. No, yeah, you gotta <laughs> talk to talk, but you gotta walk the talk too. Don't don't talk about it. I've been saying that sadly a lot lately, so yeah, don't talk about it, be about it. When can I uh, expect you to be on the ballots? Uh probably by you'll be out of college, we'll ah. see. You know, let me let me let me think about it. We gotta lure you back to Michigan, uh, after you go get that good education. Oh, you know? It's gonna be a tough sell. <laughs> if I'm in Miami and I'm having no winters that's All a good right. point. Yeah, Michigan we're, we're winners. Gonna, that's why I need enough time to, you know, get our ducks in a row <laughs> yeah. so we can, you know, come with the strongest package. Uh, <laughs> full benefits, maybe? Time and package? Hey, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I got to see what kind of degree you come no. out with. All right. That'd be okay. The jobs are in high demand out here, so I think you, you yeah. stand a good shot. Yeah. Degrees, man, they're getting more expensive nowadays. Yeah. Coming question, the degree is worth it. What do you think? I... You know, I think one thing that we all, you know, don't get enough um, education about earlier on in the process, and I know the U of D does a really good job of this, is just really exposing you to not just, hey, you got to go to college, but, you know, are you thinking about scholarships? You know, what's the, you know, FAFSA stuff? Um, You know, what is your family finances like? You know, and I think ultimately that was one of the things, you know, where I had to slow down and say, okay, you know, if I don't get this full ride scholarship somewhere and with my grades, I knew I wasn't, um, where can I afford to go that's not going to put me in a, a debt hole, basically? Yeah. And so that's one of the reasons I decided to go to a smaller local school because it was a lot cheaper at the time. And, you know, looking at the price now to the price 
15 years ago, I'm sure it's nowhere near in comparison. So I honestly think that everybody needs to, you know, think about what's best for them. Um, if you're not planning early enough, like, hell, I don't even think I ever stopped to ask my parents if, you know, they were saving for me to go to college, you know, like who, that just wasn't something that really crossed my mind. Yeah. Um, at the time I was still playing baseball and maybe hoping I could sneak in and get a little yes. baseball scholarship or something. But I think, you know, we always have to be prepared for that worst case scenario. And, you know, whether it's, you know, spending a semester or two or a year at community college and then transferring to a larger school, um, you know, I've seen people do it all and you know it really just ultimately boils down to what's best for you and I think now people are probably more educated and aware about student debt and you know all of the things that come along with um, attending college yeah. and so maybe they can make the best decision for themselves but I mean I definitely think people should consider all the options out there whether it be trade school you know university there are you can always go back to school I mean that was the one thing I you know when I was in graduate school I had a lot of uh, executives from the auto industry who were coming back to school really? because this was just at the time of the recession and so a lot of those larger companies were downsizing and people you know saw opportunities to you know get back into the classroom so that they would be better off when they were looking for their new jobs and I mean you don't always have to be a college kid you can be a college adult too that's yeah. fun you know it's a whole new experience I mean I think this pandemic has really taught us a lot about um, life and you know making decisions based off of you know your passions yeah. versus you know just what you know income can I possibly get from this job yeah. so you know you'll have a lot of people I think you'll come across over the next few years who you know maybe we're doing something totally different before the pandemic and then realize whether it be because of child care or just experience that you know what I don't want to do this anymore I'm gonna go do what I want yeah. and you know hopefully that also pays the bills too <laughs> I mean what is more important doing what you want or paying the bills man I think I might have given you a different answer before, but, you know, I think um, it really depends on where you are in life, but I think but you cannot discount happiness, and, you know, I've worked a ton of fucking jobs that I did not like, or, I'm sorry, a ton of jobs, <clears throat> we can edit, hopefully edit that out, that I did not necessarily like or enjoy, but um, I understood the purpose behind them, and I think, you know, as you are growing and developing through life, you know, each job, you know, maybe, you know, when you're in college or something, just trying to have some extra money or it's just a job. A career is something different. A passion is something different. You know, I think people need to really stop and smell the roses. You know, I think <laughs> reflect about, you know, life and how short it can be and is yeah. and, you know, make decisions based off of, you know, what they are comfortable putting up with. Because I definitely know some folks who can grind for five or ten years in a crappy job, but then they are exactly where they want to be. Mm -hmm. And I know some folks who ain't willing to make that sacrifice, but, you know, they're going to do what they love and they'll eventually, you know, get to, you know, I think ultimately where they want to be as well. So, um, it's the wonder, beautiful thing about being an individual, right? You know, we all have uh, these paths to, you know, take of our own. But, you know, we can learn from others or yeah. we can not learn from others. <laughs> Your choice. One of the two. For sure. Uh, so I guess another question. I've been asking a lot of people this one, actually. But um, 
what the now versus the future how do you look at those two things and balance them out and weight them how do you ever say, how do you say, determine which one's more important or which one should I focus on more man that's a great question you really do come with the heat um I mean think about colleges and that's what that's what it's all about you know you know I think it it, it, wow, it it's a matter of um priorita- prioritizing for sure and you know I think the now is inherently important of course but if you take the time to really think about where you want to be, and I think this is something we all have to do, and, and not just you know right before you graduate from high school, not just before you graduate from college, like one terrific example, and I'm gonna use this, I can't remember the professor's name, but I had a professor at Eastern Michigan University that gave us this, um, it's basically like a worksheet, and you, start off with where do you want to be in 20 years and then where do you want to be in 10 years where do you want to be in five years and you know when you start to break things down like that you see just how the goals that you are setting for now directly impact where you're where you want to be Mm. and so you know I think and I actually found this when I was moving not too long ago and uh, I need to frame it or something (laughs) because it's pretty crazy but you know just for someone who, you know, maybe say, I want to be a lawyer, okay. you know, and then it's like, okay, well, I got to go to law school. Yep. How do I get to law school? I got to take the LSAT. And yeah. I got to do that. Breaking down goals like that is just so empowering because, mm-hmm. you know, it sometimes can be daunting if I, I want to be an NBA basketball player, you know, like yeah. that, you That's- know, someone's going to probably look at you like, eh, you might not be able to do that on <laughs> me, right? <laughs> But when you start to say, okay, here's all the things that most NBA players did to get there. Yeah. And you say, okay, if you start early enough, like, you know, I know a lot of, you know, parents now are starting their kids three, four, five years old. See, or, I'm sorry, three, four, yeah. fifth, third, fourth, fifth grade and, and earlier, yeah, you know, so that they're developing these skills necessary to be, you know, professional athletes, yeah. which is, but that's the same thing we need to be doing with, you know, not careers necessarily, but yes, but life. Like, and That's I, no development. You know, just figuring out, you know, what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. Um, it's never too early to start that. Being exposed to a lot of different career paths or options. And, you know, I think that's extremely important just to yeah. hear about things. Like, I remember I wanted to be an environmental scientist when I was here at U of D Jesuit, yeah. which I probably never heard about before I came here. And yeah. still to this day, I've still remained active um, in that space somewhat. Yeah. Um, and was actually doing some work around invasive species when I was lobbying. So okay. um, never give up on those passions, but I think it's very important to, you know, build that sort of mindset into things so that, you know, you're not just worried about now or focused on the future, but, yeah. you know, you have all of these little things that you can kind of just focus on and a lot of times it's just little stuff yeah. you know but as you start to check off those boxes one day you actually sit there and you're like like at some point you're going to realize like I'm about to graduate from high school and go to college like I remember thinking about this and talking about this and, yeah. you know, in my mind you know all the Dreaming crazy things you yeah. thought about and well okay I, this is what I thought high school was going to be like this is what it's been like oh my. I can't believe wait I'm almost done almost. and then you know it's like okay yeah you're on to that next thought what's yeah. college going to be like yeah and or you know if you're already you know some folks thinking into the profession that they may be wanting to get or the 
uh, internship you want to get to help you get to that profession. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, how do I break, build backwards from there? You know, being yeah. a part of student organizations, getting good grades, yeah. you know, getting maybe a scholarship so I don't have to work so I can focus more on my studies or, you know, be a part of other student orgs, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, professional organizations, and this was all stuff I wasn't, you know, these were opportunities that came to me because I wasn't necessarily seeking them out, but it's like, wow, I didn't even know all this kind of stuff existed. And yeah. before I looked up, I'm, you know, a president of a student organization and going to these, uh, you know, professional org meetings as a student representative wow. and learning, you know, networking, meeting networking, people. Yeah. And at the time, you, you know, you network, you just didn't know it was called networking. You know, yeah. I don't think, you know, when you're younger, it's just, you know, meeting, meeting people. people. Yes. And then, when you're younger and you're meeting older people, professional people, it's networking. Ah. <laughs> All right. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> so this is networking? This is networking. This is networking. Yeah, for sure. Right, networking you. 101 right here. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy how you, you line up your long and short-term goals. I got a friend who, his final goal, he wants to be the, he wants to be the first person to live on Mars. Like, not necessarily be, though, because he's like, you know, the average, me, the median age of the, the astronauts is like, 35 right now and I won't be 35 by the time they're going to be sending to Mars so I want to be the first person who lives there and he's like I want to be the first person who lives there I got to be an astronaut and most astronauts are fighter pilots so I got to be a fighter pilot if you're a fighter pilot I got to go in the army so I got to do ROTC but I also need to get a degree in astrophysics or something because you know astronauts these days they have degrees right That's so he's going to go to Harvard but to get to Harvard you got to have like a 4.2 GPA so he has like a 4.2 GPA and it's like how do you like it's, he lines them all up, you know, and that's Line the same out. thing. And, you know, some people's minds work that way, um, and some of ours do not. You no. know, some of us are a little more scatterbrained, and, or some of us just take a little more time to mature just yeah. in terms of that thinking. Yeah. But that is exactly the kind of, you know, when you're, hung, when you're passionate about something, one, and when you're hungry about something, you know, that's exactly the line of thinking you want to be going towards is, mm-hmm. okay, you know, if I want to be, you know, a successful blank, you know, you start doing your research and you start figuring out, okay, how did these people get there? Okay, what characteristics, what personality traits do they have in common? Or what um, what did they do in their background that prepared them to... When you start to think about, you know, careers and um, life, passions, whatever, you know, never hesitate to reach out. Yeah, especially now in the I, I will say in the era of COVID, I feel like the interaction between individuals just grew tremendously. Like whether or not you're reaching out to someone on social media that you've never met before, yeah. because hey, you're doing something that I'm I think I'm interested in. You know, I, can I ask you some questions? Yeah. You know, I, I just want to know more about how you got to this. Yeah. You never know. So don't ever feel like you can't reach out and just try to touch somebody because, yeah. you know, the world is a very small place. And it I is. feel like every year that goes by, I realize that more and more, just how small the world is. And not only that, how, um, for the most part, good-natured people are always willing to help. You know, I know there's a lot of folks out there whose time is very valuable and precious and they don't have time for anybody but themselves, but I very rarely come across those types. And so, you know, I always encourage people, you know, if you have, if you're curious about something, you know, let that curiosity, you know, take 
take you somewhere from, yeah. you know, because you yeah. might actually uh, end up exactly where you want to be. Maybe. And there's this really delicate balance between, you know, staying on that path, but also keeping the eye on the bigger picture and being open to other experiences, oh, yeah. you know? Tunnel vision versus, you know, the big picture. How do you balance that? How do you make sure that you're very aware of what you're looking at and that you're seeing everything and not just what you want to see? That's a terrific, man, you are really coming with the heat today. <laughs> Um, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, tunnel vision is important in many respects, I will say, especially if it's like a deadline project or, um, you know, I've worked on campaigns or ballot initiatives, you know, being focused is important, but you're, you're right. You cannot be so focused that you overlook obvious things or yeah. overlook other perspectives. And I think that's one of the important things about having... Um, diversity built into you know your team or your company whatever your yourself yeah um, being able to especially but my you know I'm a black man for those of you who don't know um, and I'm often one a lot of times the only man or the only black person in meetings or in a room or in a group so you know I do understand you know the perspectives that sometimes I have to speak from. And so, you know, I will be free and let folks know, okay, sometimes I have to be that devil's advocate because I know that some folks in the room may not have thought about this from this perspective. But um, I think it's always important to have diversity around you when, you know, decisions are being made. Um, because I all I can easily overlook a lot of things. You know, again, I'm a black man. There are certain things that I may not necessarily be thinking about, but that's why, you know, you have a good team around you or you have a partner or you, you know, have trusted individuals that you can, you know, bounce stuff off yeah. of because, you know, you don't want to be that insensitive person who overlooks <laughs> right, something yeah. extremely important. And yeah. honestly, this happens a lot in advertising now. You know, you'll see a commercial and you're just like, whoa, like, Hmm. I can tell that they probably didn't have, you know, the most diverse perspectives because they kind of missed the mark there or and or sometimes they're offensive. It's just like, oh, 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 wow. (laughs) Didn't think about that one. Hey, but, you know, you can go on Twitter right now and every day there's just something where, you know, it's like "Uh, you probably should have ran that by somebody first. (laughs) Yeah, somebody else. Yeah. You know, I think it is different. That's a very, that's a great question. I might have to steal that one day, man. Because <laughs> I do think um, if it's something that you truly want and, you know, this is like your passion or your life's mission, I don't want to tell anybody not to have that yeah, tunnel vision. Of course. But I think part of that process is realizing that there's just certain things that you are going to sacrifice. And sometimes that's friends. Sometimes it's family. Sometimes it's just a social life. Like, I can't tell you how many, you know, parties I would have loved to have gone to, but it's at the middle of a campaign year, and, you know, I know that, you know, one, I'm either going to work late nights, or I'm going to be up early in the morning, or <laughs> I don't have time for that at the moment, but, um, and that's, you know, the one thing, time, you can't get time back, No, you and can't. so, you know, think about, you know, I think about people who study for, you know, the LSATs, or the MCATs, and, you know, all these professionals, you might not see them for months, you know, yeah. they have... That is something that they're, you know, it's a goal. You know, they know that they have to pass this to do this. Like, hey, good to see you. I, you know, you might not see me for a couple months, but uh, I'm going to holler at you when I'm done with this test. So, 
Um, I think that acknowledging that there's going to be sacrifice is important, but if it is something that you are, that it's, that's important enough to you, then it's worth that sacrifice and, you know, don't be afraid to have that tunnel vision. Um, but I do encourage folks to have a good work-life balance as well. <laughs> of course. <laughs> we got to wrap it up here, but one last hard-hitting question. Jeez, uh, my friends are really smart. Um, so one of my friends brought up this point where he was like, we were talking about college, and he was like, well, you don't got to think about, like, there's one right choice and two wrong ones. You can, you can always think about there's always three right ones, and they're equally right. And I, it's hard to think about it like that because, you know, who thinks about decisions like that? Like, Man. those three right decisions, like, I can, feel like it can only be one right decision, right? We're getting into a scientific perspective that I probably don't qualify enough to talk about, but um, yeah, I mean, I feel like when you're making there are three right decisions because our paths are not determined, predetermined, mm. and so if you go to NYU, you're gonna have this path, and you're gonna be a great kid, and you're gonna do this. Yeah. If you go to UW, <laughs> you can, you're gonna have this yeah. path, you're gonna be a great kid, and you're gonna do this. Like, yeah. it's not good and bad, it's not light and dark, it's just different, different opportunities. Yeah. And I think no matter where you go, and I mean, trade school, community college, four-year university, whatever, um, it's important to be open to those opportunities, as I think you mentioned earlier, because you never know what is out there. You know, had I not been open to a lot of the opportunities that were thrown my way, like when professors were asking me, oh, you should consider, you know, joining this student org. You should consider yeah. being in leadership, or you should be on this board. And it's just like, oh my God, I, I'm still trying to work a job, have fun, meet people, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you have to balance. And so I think being cognizant of um, that is very important as well. You know, especially first or second year going to school, don't try to do too much. Get used to the schedule. Yeah. Get used to studying. You know, of course, you're going to have to get used to, you know, meeting new people and socializing. And, you know, that's a very important part, I think, of the college experience because it, you know, of course, helps with your social development and that comes in handy when you get to the professional space because you know you already you want to know who you you want to have the best developed system of figuring out who you can deal with who you can't stand you Not know who you limits. can work well with yeah. who you don't ever want to work with and a lot of that does you know it comes from just interaction and so you know I think that is an overlooked element of the college experience um but I think the most important thing is just the time management, figuring out how to best manage your time so that you can accomplish your goals for the day, the week, the month, the semester, whatever. Um, yes, there are, you know, there aren't any paths. It's not a right or a wrong choice. Whatever you decide to do is going to be right for you. Yeah. And that's, I think, ultimately the hardest thing to grasp sometimes yeah. because, you know, we or get so set in our ways or you know we have um paths that we can only see you know yeah. we don't see these other ones because we're like you said tunnel vision um but then of course if that path doesn't manifest then you have to start back at square one mm -hmm. so i think it's always i think you're, you're, you're right your friend is very smart it's important to just <laughs> 
realize that you know I'm walking up to this point and maybe it's a fork in the road but yeah. I don't have to go back right. you know because I didn't you know not plan for one two or three yeah. I was only planning for three instead of one and two so if you're just you know taking care of business and you come to a decision point you know, you're just moving on from there versus, oh, man, I got to go back and figure out, oh, I wasn't even planning for cold weather. I was thinking, you know, I've been thinking about I'm going to be in Miami for the next four years. Now I'm going over to, oh, no, more snow. Oh, I that bitch. You know, I think you're, you know, you set yourself up for, uh, you know, a little bit of disappointment at first. And that's not, you know, what you want to think no. going off to school or no. starting this new phase of your life. So, you know. The fact that one you get a chance to go to college um, yeah. and further your education and hopefully you know get some scholarships and all it's just amazing and a you know a blessing, blessing in and of itself. Yeah. Um, so carry that on and do good and just always remember that, like you said, there's a lot going on when wherever you land, there's going to be a lot going on in that community and you know there's going to be folks that'll help you tap into that. So. You know, if you want to be an engineer and you're starting your engineering courses, you know, ask your professor, you know, is there a, pro a professional engineering society? Do they have, you know, student yeah. a student group or how, yeah. you know, how do I tap in? Not immediately, well, immediately, but, you know, make sure, uh, again, you get on top of the time management yeah. stuff, but, you know, take ownership wherever you land and yeah. just say, all right, I'm here for, you know, the next four years. I'm going to make it the best four years or whatever that I can and I'm yeah. going to, you know, figure out as much as I can about how this place works, how the system works, how this community works, you know, where's the yeah. best restaurants, you know, where's the best happy hour, you know, all those wonderful things, yeah, you know, when you get to college. Um, well, happy hour won't be the 21. <laughs> and, you know, just uh, keep your eyes open and learn and, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah, it's the beauty of the human experience, diversity of experiences, it's amazing. We're all on it's you know we all on this crazy ride together and um, you know while we are all not maybe Get off in the same stops. seat you're right or Get off uh, you know stops, exactly you know? we you know can help each other you know make this ride a little more yeah. enjoyable. By the way, we talk with each other for a minute a year you know just gotta make exactly the most of it. and it never hurts to be kind to others. No, it doesn't. That is the easiest <laughs> and you know most simple element of our existence is just kindness you know, is free you know exactly. Well. Wonderful conversation, Mr. Taylor. I appreciate you, Jacob. I appreciate you. I look you. forward to hearing more about your success. Thank you for having me, man. Well, thank and you for uh, coming back again. <laughs> hey, whatever I can do. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you.